Bible scholars have been debating the identity of a significant person found in Genesis, the Psalms, and the book of Hebrews. He is mysterious and important, and we're not even sure of his name. Let's learn about Melchizedek today on The Gospel Gumbo. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. You can help me out by spreading the love and telling a friend about the podcast. And I would love to hear from you. This is a really small podcast, and any email I get is pretty exciting. So send me your corrections, your suggestions, or just to say hi. All of that is great. Okay, let's get on to today's episode. In the Hebrew Scriptures, Melchizedek is mentioned two times. The first is in Genesis 14. Abraham has just won a great war, and we read this, starting in verse 17. After his return from the defeat of Ketelaomor and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Sheva, that is, the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram. By God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The name Melchizedek itself holds deep meaning. Malachi means king, and Zedek means righteousness. So there's some question is if this is his name or a title, or maybe it's an honorary title, like you might call someone the king of the insurance salesman. Or something like that. Anyway, nonetheless, Melchizedek means the king of righteousness. The second time he is mentioned is in the book of Psalms as a prototype of the messianic figure. In Psalm 110, it says, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And this passage establishes a connection between Melchizedek and the messianic lineage of Jesus. A few thoughts here. Both passages highlight that Melchizedek was a priest before the Lord. And this is mysterious because he lived hundreds of years before Moses and the establishment of the priesthood. He was a priest of the Lord before there was such an office. And he seems to have no lineage of any kind, no fathers and no sons. And yet Psalm 110 says that the Messiah, the anointed king in the line of David, will not only be a king, but also a priest. Of course, he could not be a priest in the regular way because he is of the line of David, and so he cannot be in the line also of a priest. So he will be a priest in the order of Melchizedek, but we have no records of any other lineage of Melchizedek. In fact, some scholars wonder if he's merely a mythical figure with no actual historical basis because we know so little about him. I tend to take the Bible text at face value, and I see no reason not to do that here, But it's true that we know very little about Melchizedek, and it's hard to know what is meant by Psalm 110's assertion that the Messiah will be a priest in the order of Melchizedek until we move to the New Testament. In the New Testament, the book of Hebrews provides profound insights into the significance of Melchizedek. The author of Hebrews establishes a powerful connection between Melchizedek and Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 7, it says, Without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. The passage highlights the mysterious nature of Melchizedek, as the biblical account does not provide explicit details about his lineage or earthly life. 
the author of Hebrews draws parallels between Melchizedek's timeless priesthood and the timeless and eternal priesthood of Jesus Christ, emphasizing the transcendent and divine nature of both figures. The association between Melchizedek and Jesus Christ goes beyond mere coincidence. Hebrews describes Jesus as a high priest, quote, in the order of Melchizedek, and quote, following Psalm 110. And this designation signifies that Jesus' priesthood is not limited by genealogical requirements, as was the case for the Levitical priesthood. Instead, Jesus' priesthood is rooted in his eternal nature and his perfect righteousness. He is a priest just like Melchizedek. He is the king of righteousness. It is through Jesus' priesthood, established in the order of Melchizedek, that believers gain access to the grace, forgiveness, and salvation offered by God. Jesus, as our high priest, intercedes on our behalf, reconciling us to the Father and offering us the opportunity for eternal life. The parallels between between Melchizedek and Jesus Christ extend to their dual roles as both king and priest. In the Old Testament, the offices of king and priest were almost always separate, but Melchizedek embodies the perfect union of these roles. Similarly, Jesus Christ is not only our high priest, but also the king of kings, ruling with righteousness and authority. Some will say that Melchizedek actually is Jesus before he was born to Mary. That's an interesting theory and could not be proved one way or the other. Also, I don't think it is an accident that Genesis that in Genesis 14, Melchizedek comes to our father Abraham, and the first thing he does when he finds Abraham is to offer, offer him bread and wine and then bless him. Jesus does this for us week by week, day by day, his body broken, his blood spilled for us, and he blesses us. And how does Abraham respond? By giving him a tithe. What a beautiful picture for us, brothers and sisters. Our Melchizedek has loved us and given himself to us, the King of Righteousness. Let's honor him today with all that we have. Whatever goodness has come to you is from him. hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would love to make season two, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile. So I'm paying attention to three things, downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast and not a small amount of work. Now, if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from season one without any advertising. Plus, 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much.